Good afternoon and welcome to the Lost Glory teaching on Premier Radio. I've been talking for the last four weeks about God of Wells, God of Laughter, and we've been studying the life of his son Isaac, whose name means laughter. This week we're going to be looking at the well of Bathsheba, which means sevens in Genesis 26. Bathsheba, the well of sevens, um, is very significant because seven is the biblical number of completeness, wholeness and fullness, restoration, God's good fortune and blessing. As Isaac got to this well of Bathsheba, it signified the completion of so much that he'd dreamt about for a long time. Even greater than uh, Isaac being restored, um, he was then at uh, this well in abundantly more than enough. And when Isaac moved up to Bathsheba, God appeared to him and blessed him. In Genesis 26, verse 24, it said, God appeared to Isaac and he said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and I will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Bathsheba was the place where Isaac's father had taken him as a younger man and offered him up to God on the altar. There was no bitterness, only respect for his father. Isaac went there to honour his father. No wonder God appeared to him, because God has always promised that if you honour your father and your mother, it would go very well with you. He said, Isaac, I'm going to bless you for your father's sake because we had an understanding and an agreement. You know, if God is for you, it doesn't matter who is against you. And if God is against you, it doesn't matter who is for you either. So Isaac built an altar there and he worshipped. What a great person Isaac must have been. I, I really like him. Then uh, this king appeared again from a couple of wells back Abimelech, he appears again on the scene, he wants now to make friends, whereas before he was contending with Isaac over the water. Abimelech had driven Isaac away from the wells of his father in Gerar, and he'd stood by while the Philistines had filled up those wells with earth. They told Isaac to go away, but now the guy wants to make friends. He can see that God is really, really with Isaac and wants to make a compact with him. Isaac's response to this was, well, what do you want, since you were hostile to me before, and you forced me to leave the country God had sent me to? You said, we don't want you around, because you thought you'd take something away from us, or because you were so radical, we really didn't want trouble. But now, of course, we can't avoid seeing that God himself has blessed you, and we want you to promise that you will not do us any harm, because we didn't do you any. What a hypocritical attitude, as if driving you away or trying to drive you away from your father's land was not harmful. If they could have been, if they could have remained Isaac's enemies, they would have. But now people see that God has blessed them. It's amazing that when the blessing of God is upon you, even those who were once your enemies want to be at peace with you. He said, we sent you away in peace, and we did you no harm. We are innocent. <laughs> what a selective memory. 
people do that when they behave in an unrighteous way, especially when the other person is doing well and under the blessing of God. The person that was stolen from ends up being blessed and they say, well, we did nothing wrong, our intentions were good. Isaac's response was full of grace. He let them know that he wasn't fooled by their hypocritical attitude, but he graciously blessed them anyway. And he sent them away in peace. Jesus told us to do unto others what we would like to be done to. That very day, Isaac's servants came and reported that we found water. This ended up being Isaac's most prolific well and where he stayed for the rest of his life, the Well of Sevens. Before moving on to examine what we can expect from this well of completion, here are some of my thoughts on how to become the sort of people who will dig and maintain the wells of God. I've called this how to find water in your desert. The question being, is there a famine or a drought in your life? Number one, try to develop your sense of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy beyond your current problems. A sense of humour is absolutely necessary for survival. We're told by the medical profession that when we laugh, Powerful hormones are released into our bodies, which bring healing. On the other hand, bitterness, envy, strife bring heart attacks, cancer, arthritis and rottenness to the bones. But laughter is good medicine. You know, life is not just difficult sometimes, it's impossible. But we can learn to change the atmosphere around us and learn to develop a good sense of humour. Isaac was a cheerful person. His name means laughter. His home must have been filled with good fun. We no need to take ourselves so seriously all the time. And we probably need to ask ourselves, what is the atmosphere I create in my home? Number two. We really do need to put our faith in God and not in the well. Well, how do you know the difference? If your faith is in the well, you can't let it go. Sometimes what brought us prosperity becomes our idol. Don't let the blessing of God become idolatry. We put our confidence not in the well, but in the God who owns the water. Number three. Build altars. Worship God always. Always and in everything you do, let your praise be your constant companion. Even in the difficult times, praise is a very, very powerful weapon against depression. Don't ever forget that everything we have was given to you by God. Thank him for it. Number four. Believe in God and not the landscape. Dig for water where you are. If God has put you there, there will be water. It takes faith to plant seed in a famine and to dig for water in a desert. Although there was a recession in the land, Isaac was prepared to dig in faith, believing that God would provide. And so he ended up reaping a mighty blessing. 
Don't be discouraged by the landscape or what seems to be in front of you or what seems to be a famine or a drought. Number five. Remove dirt from the well. Don't throw it. Only Philistines throw dirt into a well. Water is a sign of God's favour and blessing. And if someone has more water than you, don't get jealous and throw dirt at them. Rejoice that there is water around. Well, there must be some for you too. Number six. Leave wells behind you still flowing. You know, if you have to leave the well, don't curse it as you leave. Don't say, well, if I can't have it, I'll tear it up. Christians are supposed to be a blessing. Is your family, your church, your workplace, your city better off because you were there? But if you had to leave it, would it have been enriched by your involvement? Are you a blessing? Don't get resentful if you have to leave a well. Be willing to move on again and dig in faith. Number seven, be willing always to forgive and make peace with your brother. Don't get involved in contention. Contention comes only by pride. Avoid strife and jealousy. Leave it to God and keep your spirit clean. When opposed, Isaac avoided strife and he held no grudges or bitterness in his spirit. Some Christians live their lives tied to past hurts or failures. Number eight. To become a person who digs and maintains well of God, we have to be willing to dig for it. This is hard work. Water just does not spring up from the ground usually. Do you want to succeed? Then you've got some hard work in front of you. It doesn't always leap up and wrap itself around you. Shall we lay hands on you and suddenly you're a success? It's a major achievement to dig a well. The final well at Sheba had to be achieved by cutting an opening three metres diameter through five metres of solid rock. And this was pre-12th century BC. How long did it take? What did they dig with? But the well was a very important one. And whole thousands and thousands of people, families and livestock were sustained by this well. It brought great prosperity to the region and became known for its pure water. And so the families who stayed near the well of blessing became prosperous. They were able not only to draw water for themselves, but also for others. And God blessed them mightily. In order to become a person who digs and maintains wells, we need patience, biblical patience. We need to continue to thirst and continue to press into God for more. There's a fruit of the Spirit which is called patience. And most of us have a wrong concept of it. We think that patience means passively waiting for something to happen. Well, that's not really very productive, is it? The proper interpretation of patience is perseverance under pressure. Join me again next week when we bring to a conclusion this teaching on God of Wells, God of Laughter. In the meantime, look after yourselves and be kind to one another. And don't forget, you can download this episode and all of the others in this series as a podcast from our website, www.folliesend.org. If you'd like more information about The Lost Glory, you can go to the website at www.thelostglory.com. 
Alternatively, you can buy the book from Amazon and all other good retailers.